vision for decisions. We're a prophetic community, and I love the prophetic, and I love what it does for us, but I want to I wanna just look at a few things because the Lord wants to speak to us. Do you know that you have the mind of Christ, right? That's what the Bible says. Maybe we don't have the fullness of that, but I know this, that we, the Bible makes that declaration to me that I have the mind of Christ. And so that means I can be way more intelligent than I really am. Come on, because he's God and I'm not. Right? And I can receive divine instruction and amazing things. God can give me uh, strategies. God can give you strategies. He can give you things that will bring you into another, another realm in business, another realm in spirituality. It can bring you into other places that you never imagined. Do you believe that? I'm telling you it's the truth. Because I've, hear, I've heard of testimonies, even myself, you know, when I went back to study, it was the, was the Lord that helped me to get my, my degree. She had to live with me for three years in Bible school while I was, like, I, I couldn't really, I couldn't read because why? My brain was fried on drugs? Serious. So there was things that I had to overcome, but God brought me through that. I could read. But it was like, plus I was diagnosed with dyslexia and all kinds of different things, right? So the Holy Spirit did something in my mind, and it was supernatural, but I had to work with the Lord to make it accelerate. You understand that? And so I, I believe this, that the Holy Spirit wants to give us vision, right? He wants to give us vision to help us make decisions. And I'm talking real practical tonight because I love Revelation, and I believe all of us should be able to see, right? That, do you know the difference between the prophetic anointings as a knobby prophet, which is like the bubbling and the flowing of the prophetic? That's what I think you get a lot of times when you have tongues and interpretation. You get this bubbling inside of you. You can't stop. And that's how I, I began to get prophetic information was I'd feel this thing in my gut and I couldn't get rid of it. And it would have to come out or I'd be completely disobedient, Right. And so it went from that, and very quickly it went to, I saw things. I see a lot of things. I see most everything now, or I have a sensing, or I hear a clear voice in my, in, you know, uh, God, I guess it's the audible voice of God, but I hear, I hear voices, yes, I do. <laughs> and so God wants us to really understand that he wants to give us information about our lives to bring us past what our average, our average life might be, Right? And so he'll do that to help us in business. He'll do us to, that to help us with our, our children, with our relationships, with all kinds of things. I believe that if we have God's divine strategy, he will give us the best, right, for the purposes of where we're going. So he wants to give us the unsearchable riches of Christ. And isn't that amazing? The unsearchable riches, what is that? I don't know. You tell me, pray into it, and tell me what the unsearchable riches of Christ is because I don't think any man or woman in this place knows what that is because it's unsearchable. And you can't get to the end of God because he never ends. And so that means the information that comes to you through the Holy Spirit will not stop. And, and really, I think we limit God on what he wants to release to us and give to us. Are you with me? Because sometimes he can just speak to us and we just kind of limit how he speaks, right? And I know this, that God wants to bring us into a place. And I want to talk about the, the nature of revelation. The nature of revelation transforms, it ignites, and it quickens your understanding. That's a good one to write down, right? It, it quickens us, it ignites us, and it transforms us. It, it, that's what it's supposed to do. It's not just to give someone a feel-good word for a moment, 
right? But revelation is to ignite something in your life, and it's transformational. And it wants to bring you way past where you are right now, right? And Proverbs said, said this, that when, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. I'm in trouble with that new Logos thing because it, forget it. Someone bought me, uh, a, <laughs> bought me Logos and they bought me the whole thing for it. And it's, um, it's just crazy because I, I can now just go into all kinds of word studies and I'm dangerous like that. It's good for revelation, man. And uh, so my friend blessed me with that. And so I just want to just look at that. No revelation. That means there is nothing. Remember where it said about Samuel that there was, there was no word of the Lord, right? That there was, when, when Samuel was born, there was no revelation. There was no word of the Lord in those days. It was dry. And God wants you to live a life that's full of God's word and full of God's life, and he wants to speak to you. And, you know, I looked up the word engage because we want to engage with God and engage with revelation. I know I'm going to be all over the place tonight. It's okay. Just take it, right? But engaging with God means this. When we engage, we, it's to be found desirable. And I don't know what I thought it, you, it would mean, but it, it's about attracting revelation to yourself. Because when we engage God, we want to position ourselves to attract his plans, his purposes, what he wants to do. And this is the whole thing. This is the whole key to the church is if we do this, if we position ourselves to receive and just do what he says, then it's going to be an amazing life that we live. Right? We won't be outside of who he is. And he wants to speak to us in such a tangible way. And so there was no revelation where the people cast off where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. That's Proverbs 29 and 18. And nothing, that means nothing. There was emptiness where there's no, where there's zero, where there's a vacuum of revelation. That the people are what? It says this. This is the actual word. It's out of control, running wild, unrestrained, cause disorder, ignore, be unkept, and avoid and be set free from. So we want to be the people that are not outside of that, but God wants to release something to us. So people who don't receive God's re revelation to propel themselves, because that's what I'm talking to you about tonight, when we receive the word of the Lord, when we receive vision, because I want to move outside of something, because we think of revelation as a word for someone, or a word of healing, or something like that. But I'm talking tonight about plans and purposes for your life. Because he wants to give us plans and purposes. Listen, I saw clearly, it's crazy. I like, I never dream. And I, I, this week I've had like three dreams. I just like never dream. And so I had like three, and I know like usually the last one I couldn't remember, but the, second, the first two were very distinct. And the second one was in pretty intense, but the Lord spoke to me about. And I think of it more as a, a night vision of what I received. I don't really, really, when I dream something, I know if it's like God or it's not right away, you know. And the Lord spoke to me, he spoke, spoke to me about receiving purpose and receiving plan and having an eye that's big enough to receive that. And what does that mean? That means my faith to see has to line up with my ability to do the thing, Right? So God gives you the ability to do things. 
right? He empowers you to do things. He gives you a grace to do things, and he wants to show you those things. And I'm telling you, he wants to put that very thing that he has for purpose for you right in the forefront. It's not going to be hidden. It's right out front. I'm telling you guys, this is crazy stuff. Because the Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold. There's a scripture. Where is it? I got it right here. It's Isaiah 50. Because the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who's weary. Ready? This is the verse. Verse 4. Isaiah 50 verse 4. He awakens me morning by morning and he awakens my ear to hear as the learned. What does that mean? He's given you divine intelligence. So what? So that you receive something from heaven and that you can run with it, right? Isn't that what Habakkuk said? He said, run with the vision. Write, down, write it down, make it plain. He wasn't kidding about that because God's given you, and I, I know there's some, some guys in here and people I've been talking with that God's giving them things. He's giving them plans for their lives, and, and you just have to line up and have faith to believe. Don't think it's too big that he can't help you, Right? God is way bigger than our little, our little thinking of ourselves. You know, we, we think of ourselves really low. Like, I can't do that. Good, then that must be God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, when God is speaking to you, it should be bigger than you can take in, in your own capacity, right? <clears throat> and so people who don't receive God's revelation, good night. <clears throat> we'll see. Time out. Because God wants to propel you forward into something. And if we don't, what happens is we decline. Are you hearing me? If you don't go forward with God, what God tells you, you're usually going to go backwards. And I don't mean that, you, you know, you're going to fall into something. But if we could just be obedient, right, walk with him, follow the leading, because I said this last week, I believe, I was talking about waiting patiently. And here's what happens when I, when I speak a word about waiting patiently. I'm pointing at the camera. When I speak a word about waiting patiently, people all of a sudden put the brakes on. They start pumping the brakes. Is that God? What's happening? Don't pump the brakes. Because God opens doors. He wants to bring you to the next place. So don't pump the brakes. It's, you have to wait patiently for a door to open, but when a door opens, you don't have to worry about going through the door. Are you hearing me? Because sometimes we just get stuck and we can't go through the door because we're like, did God say do that? Like, is he, is, he, is he holding, like, yeah, he's probably holding the door for you. Come in. That's a good one. I like that. He is. He's holding the door that you go through and go in. Because he doesn't want you to stay out. It is the king of glory that's at the gate waiting for us to go in. And so I want you to really, if I, now I'm going to speak a word about going after vision and going after what, you, what your heart has purposed in it. And so it goes from that to that. But we do, we always have to have what? It says by faith and patience we receive the promise. Oh, man. There you go. There's a revelation right there. Faith and patience. That means faith causes you to do something and move into something else beyond yourself, right? But patience is like, wait, I got to wait for the door to open so I can step into the reality of it, right? But God is wanting to open the door so that you step into it. Everyone in this room, 
You might hear differently, but I believe everyone in this room can have visions to see your future. I believe God wants the whole body to see. I, I, I do. I just believe that. I believe he wants to give you clear pictures. And this was one of the things that the Lord was showing me this week was that he wants your eyes to be as big. I should say he wants your faith to be as big as your eyes. So whatever you're believing God for, he wants to give you a, a faith within you to move up to the next level. And that's what we'll pray for at the end of the night. You know, I believe that the Lord wants to release a grace for you to step into the fullness of that, right? And so, so as humans, we, we're always in that state of diminishing or increasing, right? God wants us to flourish. I believe that's God's plan. He wants us to flourish. But we can do the opposite. We can diminish. We can shrink, uh, shrink back. And, and that's what he says in Hebrews, right? He says, don't shrink back. He says, you need to go forward for the promise, right? And so the Holy Spirit wants us to grab that. We need to reach forward towards something, right? I'm not saying you go out beyond what God says, but God's always wanting you to reach forward to him, right? And the Lord is speaking that, that, that we take hold of vision. We would grab the vision. We would take forward, take the vision, right? Habakkuk 2 and, and 2 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, I already said this, and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. There you go, there's the patience. It's for an appointed time, right? But at the end it will speak. What is that saying? That means the word will continue to come back to you. The word will continue to come back to you and reinforce itself into your life. Do you know that? Even sometimes when you ignore it, <laughs> I promise God will find you and, and, and pull you back in to himself, right? So the vision is for yet an appointed time. At the end it speaks and it will not what? Lie. Because God doesn't lie. He's not a man that he would lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Patience, right? Because it will surely come and it won't tarry. And I'm like, Okay, God, is it coming or I have to wait for it again? And this is what the Lord was speaking to me. He said, you just go forward and I'll open the doors. And when you move forward, and this is for everyone in this room, that when we go forward, he's going to give you the tools to get through the doors. And I'm telling you, as you walk through the door and another door opens, that means keep going. You know, sometimes we start getting in confusion, you know, and... And don't go back, <laughs> don't go back on something and say, well, that, that door opened and now I'm, what am I doing? I'm looking at you over here. No, you're hearing from the Lord. You're hearing right. You know what you're supposed to do because God already spoke something to you. And he already cemented it in your heart and in your spirit. And other doors can open and that can cause confusion, right? What happens if this door opens when I'm looking for that door? What happens? What happens, guys? You hear the voice of God. You hear God's voice. When we hear God, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know where they're supposed to go. Right? My sheep hear my voice. That's the main thing about us living in a life with God is knowing his voice so that when he opens a door, we know if it's the right door or the wrong door. This is not Bob Barker. 
door number two, door number three, which one do you want? I know it went over some people's heads because we date ourselves with some of that. But Holy Spirit has doors for us, but he's going to open the right ones ahead of us, right? Okay. And so then we got to shake off, ready? I'm going to talk about a religious spirit, okay? Because we get very focused and God wants to... God wants, God wants us free from any religiosity, right? He doesn't want us to think a bit one way. This is what, what I'm saying is we need to open our minds to, for God to speak to us in ways we may not have heard before. He always speaks through his word. But when John had revelation, I started thinking about this today. When John had revelation of the book of Revelation, the revelation of revelations, there was no word. I know it's canon now, but I'm telling you, God speaks through visions, through dreams, through all kinds of different ways, and we don't need to hem God into a little place that it has to look like this. I'm not saying we go outside the Word. I'm saying if it's totally wackadoodle off the Word, you don't go there. You know what I mean? But I am saying you need to open your hearts to let God speak to you and however that looks like. Because God wants to give you more vision. And then what I just read that scripture out of Isaiah 50. It means he wants to speak to you daily. How much does he want to speak to you daily? Does he just want to give you a little, hey, hi, how are you doing? Or does he want to speak to you like he speaks to his friend? Right? He wants to speak to you all day. And so this is why I'm saying to you, don't limit how God speaks and don't limit how he, how he releases himself to you because what happens is we expect a little nice little Devo in the morning or whenever you do it, but it says morning. It's better in the morning, early hours of the morning. Like, I love it as long as I have caffeine. <laughs> I know, I know, it's my vice. But here's what God's saying, Right? He wants to speak to you, and he doesn't want to limit that. So then what happens is, do you know that there's a religious spirit over the whole region? You know there's a religious spirit over the whole world. It's a big principality, right? And so, but you need to get free from it, right? And once you're free and a bunch of people are free, then it releases over certain regions. I promise you. And New England, we've got an old, staunchy, there's, there's a religious spirit around, Right? And God wants to bust it up and break it up. And so what is that? That thing is a demon power that uses a religious structure. It can be new or old. It can be new or old. Right? To entangle us, to ensnare people into bondage. And I don't want to be ensnared, right? And then we, then we just settle for status quo. Well, God did this in Toronto, so that's what it looks like. No. God did this in Lakeland, so that's what it looks like. No. God has something fresh and new, and he may want to do all those things at once and right now and then add something to it, right? And so the, the Holy Spirit needs to come to us so that we're set free completely from that, right? It defies the supernatural, and sometimes it over-exaggerates the supernatural. Oh, how's that? I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes we got gold dust. What do you got going on over here, Jen? Yeah, I see sparkles on your face. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like beaming, like, wow. It defies the supernatural. It fights revelation. Right? 
It rejects and defies any true apostolic authority. So we want authority. I say that a word and people get mad. But true God government is good. That's why it says where there was no revelation, the people were out without restraint. When God's government, when the true revelatory come, but here's the problem. The prophets see, 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 and they get nothing done. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> come on, just nod. No, prophetic people are very, they, they're hard to get stuff done. That's why it says the, the, the church is to be built on what? Jesus being the chief cornerstone and the apostolic and the prophetic, right? What is the apostolic? Is basically the governmental part of it, right? It's how to administrate what you're seeing in the heavens. And what happens is we can, we can see a lot of stuff, but no one can administrate it. Jesus, help us. And we need to be able to administrate it in a region to bring revival into a region. And revival is just the beginning of reformation. Do you know that? I started to touch that last week. Revival is just the outpouring that's about to bring all the change and all the things that are about to happen. It's just the, the flashpoint. And so when we see these outpourings, I just want to see God tear the place up for years. Yes, I, we need a reformation. We need the church to look totally different. And that's what you'll hear from the prophetic people. It's going to all look different, but we don't know how. <laughs> I'm serious. It's true. And God is wanting a people to rise up that know how to do it. That's why I'm talking about vision that we can actually release and we can actually step into and we can actually administrate, right? Don't say actually. I was going to say literally. That's the one. I need a cough drop. Can't stop. Pray for all those people that got healed. Still waiting. Just kidding. I'm in the process. So God speaks daily, right? Daniel 117. I'm just gonna look at a few more scriptures in Daniel and then I'll give you some some keys. And we'll close this up. Daniel 117. See Daniel said, as for these young men, God gave them knowledge and insight into all literature and wisdom. It said, Daniel had insight into dreams and visions. What does that mean? That means that Daniel knew how to administrate. He was more than a prophet. He knew how to administrate what was seen and what was heard in heaven. Right? So Daniel had this capacity within himself that God had given him as a gift to administrate that which was spoken. Right? And they were able to, to walk, walk it out. Daniel, ready? 2.22 or 21. There's a lot of twos there. 2.22. Two, two. Daniel 21 and 22. It says he changes the times and the seasons, right? We have the sons of Issachar in, in Chronicles, right, who knew the times and they knew the seasons of when to do things. They, they had discernment on timing. They knew when to wait patiently. They knew when to go after it. Right? And so as a people, I, I know I'm going to leave you with more questions than when you came in for with. But I'm telling you the truth. God wants us to turn the, determine the time and the season when we're to administrate the things that God had given to us. Right? And so it says he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings 
right, and raises up kings, and he gives wisdom to the wise, and knowledge to those who have understanding. And he reveals, here's the good thing, deep and secret things. And he knows what's in the darkness, and light dwells with him. He knows what's in the darkness. What does that mean? Those things that are hidden from us. That's not meaning darkness like dark beings or or hell. He's talking about he knows what's in the darkness, and he's going to bring it to light, and he's going to bring those things to light so you know how to walk them out, you know how how to step into them, and how to live them, right? And so this is what we've got to ask the Lord for tonight is that he would give us deep secrets, that he'd, he'd let us know what's in the darkness. Lord, what I can't see, I'm asking you to open up, right? And so he, he wants to do that. So I'm going to give you a few things to help us with that, right? Because we need to know how to step into the fullness of what he's called us to, right? I'm going to give you like six things here, okay? And I'm just going to try and make them brief. But we need to, number one, trust that he will expand our borders and redefine our sphere of authority. What does that mean? He wants to expand who you are inside. And guess who promotes? How do we get promoted? Holy Spirit. We get promoted, yeah, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we humility. Humility will always bring honor, right? And God wants to redefine that. He wants us to grab hold, and this will happen. You'll see people running to find out what you're about. I'm telling you, God will bring increase because he'll, bring, he'll draw people to you. That's that Isaiah, Isaiah 60, 61 thing, that he's going to draw men to you. So we have to trust that God's going to open doors that will bring, bring the key people to us, key people to yourself, right? And that you'll, you'll step into those, and the Lord will secure inheritance and win souls and all these things, right? Because your sphere of authority is going to grow greater. We don't win souls. Why? Because we don't have a greater sphere of authority. I'm telling you, that's why it's awkward, I'm just telling you the truth. I feel like sometimes it's awkward because we don't have a sphere of authority. And when you're carrying a fresh authority on your life, authority means someone comes to you and you can release the gospel to him. You're not intimidated because you're carrying something that's, that's beyond yourself. You're not unsure of yourself. You're not standing back. No, you're secure and you know what God's given to you, and so you release it. That's a sphere of authority, right? It said this, right, in, in Ruth chapter 3. It said, the Lord said, daughter, how shall I secure your inheritance? Not only do you have a future, but you can begin now to secure it. Ruth 3, 1 through 4. You can just look at that later. Number two, see your storehouses as full. So number one, expand your authority, right, your borders. See that. Again, see, you got to see, see that your storehouses are full. Before we can do that, we need to just understand that God is bringing us so that we're expanding and then we know that God's given us the, the things that we need to do what he's called us to do. That's the storehouse, right? You're not missing anything. 
You have the tools. You have all the things that you need that will qualify you. And most of us think that we're disqualified because we don't have the tools. But you have to see beyond what you have because God's going to release something fresh to you, right? That goes into number three, don't allow the past to rule you. Because we always go back to the past and we think that that disqualifies us, right? God's not disqualifying you, he's qualified you, right? And God can take situations from the past and, and bring, it, bring them to the presence so that you'll reconcile your own mistakes. How's that? It's just like that. He'll do that. Number four, very important. Believe that you defeated, that Jesus defeated the enemy, but you have absolute authority over the enemy. Right? Same thing when we're just praying for folks, praying for healing, praying for deliverance, praying for whatever. You got to believe that you already, that it's already a victory, that it's already healing is already the portion. You got to believe that. It doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. <laughs> Someone's theology doesn't. Doesn't touch my faith. You understand? Like if you if I go to some stranger and I they think they can't be healed, but I think they can. Does that what does that mean? They can be healed because I'm walking with an authority, and I know that I that God has overpowered the enemy. Not not me. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, has overpowered any sickness, any disease in the room, any demon in the room. Right? Okay that straight, right? Never forget that you have been given the ability, what, to connect heaven to earth. These are key. You have to, you have to always know that you've been here to engage heaven. And you've received Jesus Christ into your life so that you no longer are separated. There's nothing that separates you from the love of God. There's nothing that separates you. You're, you're clean, you're living in righteousness, you have fullness, you just go right in and connect earth and heaven. You talk to the Father just like that, right? It's, got, it's, it's all about communion again. It's all about connecting with the Father so that you live out of a place where God is with you. Heaven's with you. It all goes back to, it's like authority four times in a row. And then number six, watch your divine connections. Because God will put people with you and set you up so that people are around you, that you have community, the people that you, you are you engage with, uh, whether it be business or ministry or just in family. God will bring divine connections to your life that you will walk that out, right? And so listen to what Paul had to say. So that's number six. And I'll just leave it at that. Because I am losing my voice, and I'm not trying to rush through it. But 2 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. This is what Paul's cry was, that he had an abundance of revelation. <laughs> That's New Testament Christianity, that there's an abundance of revelation, that you don't miss one thing. Because of the abundance of revelation, said that he had a thorn in his flesh. which I believe was an issue with condemning himself. That's my personal opinion. But God has given us this thing of where we connect with, the, right? I said this, we connect heaven with earth and we receive revelation. And God wants to give us more than enough. You hear me? There should be no lack. 
of understanding this should be no lack of, of revelatory stuff that we can step into to get us into the next place in God. Right? Again, the nature of revelation is to transform, it's to ignite, it's to quicken your understanding. And what I want to do, I want to just ask the Lord tonight, and just do it corporately. And I mean, we did, we had ministry earlier, but I feel like the Lord wants to open up our vision. Right? I know the Lord spoke to me this week. He wants us, he wants me to open vision. And he wants faith for your vision. And some of you are just going to pray for to receive real fresh vision for yourself tonight. That you don't, you're not sitting somewhere like aimless and you don't have purpose. And I, even if we have, you know, good businesses and thriving things that we're in, God wants to give you purpose in those things, right? And he wants to give you something fresh that you step from this realm into the next place, right? That vision's ahead that you have all the tools that are ready to do that. Got something to say? Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to give you the microphone. And he does. He wants to release that to us tonight. So we can just do that corporately. I thought it was fitting, you know. Tori, Tori will ask me, what, what do I sing? I say, never mind, you're doing fine. I don't need to tell you anything. But that's that song opened wide. I don't know what the name of it was. Open spaces. Yeah. That's where God wants us to live. Right? He wants to live wide open. And so we'll just ask the Lord to do that for us tonight. And guys, nothing limits you. There should be no limitations, and every limitation in your mindset for God to bring your business to a whole nother level, to bring your family relationships to a whole nother level, to just absolutely blow things up because He wants abundance in our marriages, in our lives, in our children. So maybe we should all just stand and, and, and grab hold of it tonight for ourselves because I can pray a prayer but I can't I can't give it to you uh oh see I knew he was up to something Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we open ourselves wide. And Lord, I speak over every person in this place. 
But, Lord, you just release a greater vision. Lord, I pray for every person that, Father, you'd, Lord, they, they would see in a greater capacity. And, Lord, it would be very, very clear. And, Lord, it wouldn't come in metaphors and it wouldn't come in all those things. But even if it does, you'd give understanding and knowledge to be able to interpret what you're speaking. And so I thank you tonight for every person that's here, that every person that, that attended tonight. And we ask that there's just a release of grace upon all of us. Lord, that we could go higher and wider. I thank you for revelatory uh, gifts in this room. And I pray that you just bring an increase to that over every person. Father, that we'd see greater, that we'd hear greater. And God, most of all, you'd put an authority that we'd be able to step out and move into those things. Lord, there would be nothing that would hinder us. Lord, we speak to every door that's closed, that's not of you, that it would open up. And I thank you, Father. We speak to every religious spirit in the region and all over the place that it would all go, Father. We speak to it to go. That, Father, we wouldn't be any, under any influence of limitations that would come by religion. We wouldn't come under any limitations that would come. But, Lord, we'd be free to see, to serve, and to grab hold of you in a greater way, a greater capacity. Lord, I pray that even as the Word says, that you'd speak to us morning by morning. Lord, we'd hear you in the early, the early part of the day. And, Father, you'd speak to us even more clear than you spoke to us yesterday or even this morning, God. And, Lord, there'd be no limitations on you. We just break all limitations in our hearing. We break all limitations in our seeing. We break all limitations in our capacity to step and walk out the, pur the purposes of God. And I thank you for the fire of God. I thank you for healing every person here tonight. I thank you, Father, for the fullness of healing and deliverance tonight. And we just ask, Father, that there just be with a, a, a touch from the power of God and the power of heaven would set us all free tonight. And I thank you, God, for every person in this place. Lord, I speak and declare and decree that they would walk in fullness, that they'd walk in the fullness of what you called them to. That, Lord, on Monday and Tuesday, God, they'd walk in the fullness of where you called them. And there'd be nothing that would hinder. We break every hindrance. We declare the goodness of God. We thank you for the fire from heaven. In Jesus' name.